Hello, I'm Paulette Lee, and you're listening to Woman Worthy, real talk about real issues for women over 60. If you're over 60, you're still worthy of being heard. As those of you who are familiar with my podcast know, I typically don't like to do health episodes as I'm really not interested in focusing on the three popular D's for seniors, disease, dementia, and dying. However, something caught my attention this past week and I thought you should know about it. Some background first. The National Healthcare Anti-Fraud Association estimates conservatively that healthcare fraud costs the nation about $68 billion annually, about 3% of the nation's $2.26 trillion in healthcare spending. But other estimates run as high as 10% of annual healthcare expenditure, or $230 billion. Just a couple of weeks ago, a federal grand jury indicted 18 defendants in nine federal districts across the U.S. for their alleged participation in various fraud schemes involving health care services. The criminal charges are that they exploited the COVID-19 pandemic to the tune of some $150 million in COVID-19 related false billings to federal programs and theft from pandemic assistance programs. In connection with the enforcement action, the department seized more than $8 million in cash and other fraud proceeds. So, As we all know, when we turn 65, we're entitled to Medicare, and before our 65th birthday, and then every year thereafter, we receive all kinds of information about the types of plans we can sign on to. Though impossible to measure exactly, again, it's estimated that some $60 billion a year is lost due to fraud, errors, and abuse in this federally funded program. Medicare is always under scrutiny by one investigative body or another, but now there is a damning report about one particular type of plan, the type that I have, Medicare Advantage Plans, or MAPS. They offer physician care, hospital care, and prescription drug coverage for one low monthly premium. Under Medicare Advantage, also known as Medicare Part C, Medicare beneficiaries have the option to enroll in managed health care insurance plans that are owned and operated by private Medicare Advantage organizations, also known as MAOs. As you know, government loves their acronyms. Our healthcare system uses two types of reimbursement models. Capitation pays a fixed amount to providers based on the numbers of patients they have or see. Fee-for-service pays based on the procedures or services that providers perform. Medicare Advantage plans use the capitation model. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, otherwise known as CMS, oversees the Medicare program and it makes upward payment adjustments to MA plans based on demographic information and the health status of each plan beneficiary. The adjustments are made using what they uh, commonly refer to as risk scores. So in general, 
a beneficiary with more severe diagnoses will have a higher risk score and CMS will make a larger risk-adjusted payment to the MA plan for that beneficiary. 28 million of us older Americans are enrolled in Advantage plans, an enrollment that has more than doubled over the last decade. And half of Medicare beneficiaries are expected to opt for a private insurer over the traditional government program in the next few years. But are we getting the care we should be getting through Medicare Advantage plans? A just-released report says maybe not. The Office of Inspector General of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, or HHS, has a rather long title for this report, but it is telling. The title is, quote, Some Medicare Advantage Organization Denials of Prior Authorization Requests Raise Concerns About Beneficiary Access to Medically Necessary Care, unquote. That was all the title of the report. The April 28th New York Times story extrapolated the report's findings this way, and I quote from it. Tens of millions of denials are issued each year for both authorization and reimbursements, and audits of the private insurers show evidence of, quote, widespread and persistent problems related to inappropriate denials of services and payment, the investigators found. The Time story continues, the report echoes similar findings by the office in 2018, showing that private plans were reversing about three-quarters of their denials on appeal. Hospitals and doctors have long complained about the insurance company tactics, and Congress is considering legislation aimed at addressing some of these concerns. A personal interjection here, considering some of these concerns. It doesn't sound very promising, does it? Anyway, to return to the New York Times story, in its review of 430 denials in June of 2019, the HHS Inspector General's office said it had found repeated examples of care denials for medical services that coding experts and doctors reviewing the cases determined were medically necessary and should be covered. Based on its finding that about 13% of the requests denied should have been covered under Medicare, the investigators estimated that as many as 85,000 beneficiary requests for prior authorization of medical care were potentially improperly denied in 2019. These denials may delay or even prevent a Medicare Advantage beneficiary from getting needed care, said Rosemary Bartholomew, who led the team that worked on the report. Only a tiny fraction of patients or providers try to appeal these decisions, she said. Quote, we're concerned that beneficiaries may not be aware of the greater barriers, she said. Now, that's the end of the New York Times quote. Now I'm going to read directly from the report's own key findings. Although some of the denials that we reviewed were ultimately reversed by the MAOs, that's the uh, Medicare Advantage organizations, avoidable delays and extra steps create friction in the program and may create an administrative burden for beneficiaries, providers, and MAOs. 
Examples of healthcare services involved in denials that met Medicare coverage rules included advanced imaging services, for example, MRIs, and stays in post-acute facilities, for example, inpatient rehabilitation facilities. Continuing with the report, we found that among the prior authorization requests that MAOs denied, 13% met Medicare coverage rules. In other words, these services likely would have been approved for these benefit, uh, beneficiaries under original Medicare, also known as Medicare fee-for-service. We identified two common causes of these denials. First, MAOs used clinical criteria that are not contained in Medicare coverage rules, for example, requiring an x-ray before approving more advanced imaging, which led them to deny requests for services that our physician reviewers determined were medically necessary. The report recommends that CMS improve and beef up its oversight of Medicare Advantage plans, particularly in the area of application of clinical criteria and medical necessity, and to address human and system errors. By the way, CMS has uh, reportedly agreed with these recommendations. So, if you have a Medicare Advantage plan and you are denied coverage of a service, you have the right to ask your plan provider to provide or pay for the items or services in question. Medicare.gov, that's the website, advises. Get help. If you want help filing an appeal, contact your state health insurance assistance program. The acronym for that is SHIP or appoint a representative, a family member, friend, advocate, attorney, doctor, or someone else who will act on your behalf. Gather information. Ask your doctor, other healthcare providers, or supplier for any information that may help your case. Keep copies. Be sure to keep a copy of everything you send to your plan as part of your appeal. Start the process. Follow the directions in your plan's initial denial notice and plan materials. You have 60 days from the date of the coverage determination. If you miss the deadline, you must provide a reason for filing late. See what information to include in your written request. All this is telling you that your insurance, that my insurance plan, tell me how to file an appeal if I'm denied coverage. Once you start the appeals process, and this is interesting, I didn't realize this, you can disagree with the decision made at any level of the process and can generally go to the next level. And if you have just regular Medicare, Medicare.gov also offers advice on how to identify Medicare fraud. For example, a provider that bills Medicare for services or supplies they never gave you, like charging you for a visit you never had or a back brace you never received. A provider that charges Medicare twice for a service or item that you only got once. A person who steals your Medicare number or card and uses it to submit fraudulent claims in your name. A company that offers you a Medicare drug plan that Medicare has not approved. 
And remember, Medicare covers the COVID-19 vaccine at no cost to you. So if anyone asks you for your Medicare number to get the vaccine or a free COVID-19 test, it's likely a scam. If you think you've spotted fraud, you may want to call your provider's office to ask about it. They may be able to help you understand the charges or figure out if they made a billing error. If you suspect that Medicare is being charged for an item or service you did not get, or that your Medicare card or number has been stolen, report suspected fraud or abuse by calling 1-800-MEDICARE, M-E-D-I-C-A-R-E, which is 1-800-633-4227, or the Investigations Medicare Drug Integrity Contractor. It's known as iMedic. That phone number is 1-877-772-3379. Or you can write to them by U.S. mail to Clarence. That's spelled Q-L-A-R-A-N-T. Attention, capital I, hyphen, medic, all caps, M as in Mary, E-D-I-C. The address is 28464 Marlboro Avenue, as in the cigarette name, Easton, Maryland, 21601. That's not just for Maryland, that's for, uh, that's national. When you call, have this information ready, your name and Medicare number, the name of the provider that you're reporting, along with any identifying information you may have, the service or item you're questioning and when you supposedly got it, the amount that Medicare approved and paid, and the date on your Medicare summary notice, health or drug plans, explanation of benefits or claim. A lot to take in, I know, but, but important. And now an antidote to this theme of healthcare avarice and corruption. A few years ago, a couple of years ago actually, the journal Health Affairs had a poetry contest. I like this entry by Rachel Gifford called Worth Every Penny. In my other life, I research how doctors get paid working for money as motivation. But you woke up in the middle of the night thinking about how to best complete the surgery. You think you can do it differently. It will heal better this way, you tell us at 6 a.m. You have a friend in plastics just waiting for his call back. We get a call every hour, 13 times. He is still alive. Then it's over. The waiting room is empty, and we see you walking toward us, smiling. I don't care now how much you are paid. In fact, I hope you make millions this year. You deserve it. We choke back tears, thanking you. Fourteen hours later, left hip, left pelvis, left leg, full of sarcoma, all gone now. But Dad's still here and you are smiling. Wishing you and yours all the medical procedures you need with successful outcomes. Thanks for listening. Have a great week.
You have been listening to Woman Worthy, real talk about real issues for women over 60. Tune in wherever you receive your podcasts with new episodes every Monday morning. You can leave your comments by downloading the Podbean app to your device and on the Woman Worthy Facebook page. I'm Paulette Lee. I hope you found this program worthy of your time.